0: Welcome to today on Broadway for Thursday, September nineteenth, two thousand nineteen. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamminen,
1: and I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves.
0: This is your daily top of the show reminder yes. that we have a Patreon, p a t r e o n dot com slash Broadway Radio. Nailed If you would it. like. Nailed it. I didn't screw it up and say Broadway World like I did yesterday. (laughs) Cutting that out. Um, (laughs) uh, Telling myself there. Uh, Yeah, so if you uh, feel so compelled to contribute to Broadway Radio, we would much appreciate it. You can do that again at Broadway or at uh, slash Broadway Radio, or you can just go to Patreon if you can't remember our name. Mm. And then
1: I have that problem. Search our name? Yeah, I think yeah, you can. I, I think you can search yeah, on Patreon.
0: Uh, yeah, James is updating stuff and figuring stuff out. So there will be more information there as time goes on uh, and we learn more about the whole uh, crowdfunding Patreon yeah. and subscriber It's basically like
1: thing, so. a tip jar for now. Just tip us if you like. Oh, us. I like
0: that. Yeah. I never thought about
1: that. See? Yeah, very cool. All
0: right, one other thing I want to talk about before we get into the show. I did not know. That this was happening, mm-hmm. um, I feel like they should have gave us a little bit more warning, and they probably did, buried in like some deep press release. But today, Thursday, September nineteenth, we are having the free form premiere of Newsies: colon, the Broadway musical, the one that was in Fathom Events and right. movie theaters on Netflix. Um uh, kind fortunately, of, out of nowhere. <laughs> Yeah. Fortunately, depending on when you listen to this, mm-hmm. you may have a couple of hours to get your DVR <laughs> recorded because it's at 11 a.m. Eastern time. Yeah.
1: Uh, also so also interesting.
0: Yeah. I'm sure that if it's the freeform premiere, which used to be ABC Family right. or whatever, so yeah. I mean it's an ABC Disney uh, network, but uh, I'm sure if it's a freeform premiere, it'll be on there again in the right. future, but it kicks off a a full day's worth of musical con- uh, content. You've mm-hmm. got Newsies at 11. This is all Eastern time. 2 p.m. is Hercules. 4 p.m. is High School Musical. 6.30 is the live action Jungle Book. Not as much of a musical, but they do keep some of the songs in mm-hmm. there. Yeah. And then at 9 p.m. is Tarzan's Sing-Along version. Interesting. So, uh tune into Freeform. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm off in uh, suburban New York all this week where I actually have satellites. So come <laughs> 11 a.m., I will be parked in Take front of Freeform, it seems.
0: Nice. Uh, very cool. One other thing I want to say. Uh, on Tuesday night, there was a pretty cool thing that happened over at uh, the diner, so to speak. Waitress had its first group of three female females of color in the lead roles jordan, jordan spark was playing jenna natasha yvette williams was playing becky and jesse hooker bailey who is uh in the ensemble and the other understudy for dawn mm-hmm. she was playing dawn until uh i guess caitlin Hoolihan uh comes back uh, as we mentioned uh before that she was uh coming back to the show so um very cool very. Uh, three women of color uh leading that show it's such a great show and i'm uh glad to see it All right, Ashley, it was just a few days ago, and it might have been with me and James. It might have been a day you were out, but um, we we learned last week that Brian Stokes Mitchell would be joining the L.A. Opera run of The Light in the Piazza. And at that point, I wondered, certainly with Stokes and Dove Cameron and Renee Fleming, surely this at least has somebody thinking about a Broadway transfer. Well, we still don't know if that's the case, but we did learn what's next for the show, after its two previously announced runs, and that is that Renee Fleming will go on tour with the show during the 2020-2021 season. As I mentioned, Stokes will be joining Fleming and Duff Cameron for the LA run, but it was also announced yesterday that West End stars Rob Halkin, Liam Tamney, and Selinda Schoenmaker will join the California stint, as will Soprano Maria McLaughlin. The show will play LA's Dorothy Chandler Pavilion from October 12th through the 20th. But then we also got some updated casting for Chicago when it sets up at the Lyric Opera of Chicago from December 14th through the 29th. And playing Signor Nassarelli will be Alex Jennings and as Clara will be Solea Pfeiffer. She's getting all these cool, short Seriously. little run jobs between this busy, and Evita. Absolutely. Yeah, good for her. Um, Additional casting, and she's doing uh, uh Almost Famous out in California right now. Yep. So um, additional casting for Chicago and event- obviously eventually for the tour will be announced at a later date. But what do you think, Ashley? Do you think this is a path that could end up on Broadway? Mm. I certainly don't see... Stokes or Dove Cameron or probably not even Solea Pfeiffer going on tour with this before it comes to New York at least not if this is like a traditional tour but if they Mm -hmm. just do like opera type settings and don't do like the traditional every week. Maybe sure. I don't know, but what what do you think? Do you think this could be ramping up for a Broadway run?
1: Yeah, you saying that someone should be thinking of a Broadway to- to- a Broadway transfer. I'm thinking of a Broadway transfer for sure. That's who's thinking of a Broadway transfer. I think if the show doesn't announce anywhere close to that, you know, when they start doing the Good tour point. listing. Yeah. Uh, I may have to make that trip to Chicago I'm a huge Renee Fleming fan And would love to see her in this And Marie Marie McLaughlin Another lyric soprano I will always travel the earth For Brian Stokes Mitchell It's a great cast I do hope to see it live I think they're thinking of a Broadway transfer For sure I think setting up this kind of cast Obviously not for regular touring But I could see it being something Down the line for sure
0: yeah. Well, have to wait and Wednesday, I think a good point is who knows when I mean the twenty 2020, twenty, twenty twenty one touring season really doesn't kick off until the fall yeah. of twenty twenty. So who knows when we get the announcements of those those venues. But I think we will know probably at least an insight as to what they're thinking, if there's any runs in the New York tri state area. Mm-hmm. I think if they stay away from New York, New Jersey Uh, Connecticut I mean maybe they go upstate or whatever but um, that might tell us they have plans to at least try Uh, but maybe they'll throw in a run at like Sony Music Hall or whatever like uh, like Lightning Thief even then come to Broadway anyway I'll
1: take it yeah for sure
0: All right, so Ashley, our next story came to us just shortly before we started recording, so I'm going to kind of run by the seat of my pants here, and that is because American Theater Magazine released its annual list of the top 10 most produced plays and 20 most produced playwrights for the 2019-2020 season. There were some ties, so there's actually uh, more than that. But um, what they do is, is they send out a survey to as many of their subscribers and as many of the... Uh, the high level theaters around the country and uh, they get their list and they put this together. And it's a pretty interesting group of folks on this list. Actually the top 10 with a, an asterisk that it's actually 14 because of ties. Um, The top 10 most produced plays are a doll's house part two by Lucas and curious incident of the dog in the nighttime uh, by Simon Stevens, every brilliant thing by Duncan McLaughlin and Johnny Donahue, which is a show. I don't know. Um, then we had number four was Bright Star from Steve Martin and Edie Brickell, which is surprising. A bit surprising, then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then we get Pipeline by Dominique Moriso, Tiny Beautiful Things adapted by Nia Vardalos, Admissions by Joshua Harmon, Cambodian Rock Band by Lauren Yee, The Children by Lucy Kirkwood, The Great Leap also by Lauren Yee, Murder on the Orient Express adapted by Ken Ludwig, Schoolgirls at the African Mean Girls Play by Jocelyn Bio, The Thanksgiving Play by Larissa Fasthorse and The Wolves by Sarah DeLapp. Very diverse list. Um, interestingly enough, like out of those 14 shows, I'm counting one, two, three, four, only five of them even have men in the writing team, mm-hmm. and one of those is obviously um steve, steve martin, martin and edie burkel yeah. so it, that that breaks it down so that's a that's a very cool list then going over to the 20 most produced playwrights i'll go through them here real quick as she does fairly regularly lauren gunderson ran away from the field with 33 shows in the list then there's lauren Yee, lucas Hnath, that tennessee williams guy uh, dominique moriso august wilton karen Zacharias ken ludwig joshua Harmon, neil simon simon stevens uh margot melcon which she gets a lot because she's co-written uh, a show or two with Lauren Gunderson. Mm-hmm. So that helps. Lynn Nottage, Duncan McMillan, Kate Hamill, Kiara Allegria, Hooties, Paula Vogel, Sarah Rule, Jen Silverman, Lucy Kirkwood, Steve Martin, and Stephen Dietz. Hmm. So a, a very interesting, very diverse, um, both in terms of gender and race mm-hmm. uh, list there. Actually, that's very, very surprising Co- and encouraging
1: correct me if i'm wrong but i'm 99 percent sure the two most produced playwrights on that list lauren gunderson and lauren yee haven't been produced on broadway
0: um did lauren yee write straight white men
1: no that was young jean Jin-
0: lee. lee okay who we're talking about here later yes um so um yeah lauren lauren gunderson i don't believe has either um i'm trying to think no i don't think she has
1: which so yeah <laughs> i mean regional theater always kind of fills me with a little bit of hope uh, i think all things large scale highly marketed theater like broadway does wrong regional does right in that sense and i say that with all the bias of a former regional theater kid but you have so many women on that list you have so many women of color on that list the most produced shows are being written largely by women it seems and i think broadway needs a regular reminder of that especially in us talking about Mammoth and his regularly produced plays yesterday
0: <laughs> yeah and uh your colleague uh, from backstage casey mink went off on that a little bit more today Twitter, <laughs>
1: sure <so>. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: good for her all right let's close out the show today with a little bit of more news here on wednesday second stage announced that they would be presenting the new one-person show we're going to die this coming winter. It is described as, quote, a non-musical slash non-play slash non-concert that is not about dying. It is a celebration of the things we do, say, and sing to keep ourselves going as we hurtle toward the finish line. Janelle McDermott <laughs> will star, and it will be directed and choreo- choreographed by Raja Feather Kelly. Young Jean Lee, who I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. and couldn't remember who wrote one of her shows, um, wrote the book Music and Lyrics with Tim Simons co-writing the music and John Michael Lyles at add additional music. The show is set to run from February 4th through March 22nd. It sounds... Really cool, yeah. really compelling. Anytime someone says it's not this, not this, and not this, and all of those things yeah. make up pretty much everything. Uh, I'm not <laughs> sure what it is, so that's pretty. Interesting. It
1: sounds like the kind of existential crisis I'm looking for <laughs> to tonight at the theater, so I'm very excited. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Yesterday, MCC announced a new initiative to enhance and support the development and production of new musicals thanks to a gift from Julie and Mark Platt. The Mark Platt Musical Initiative is named for Mark's uncle and is already supporting the production of new musicals during this season. Good for the Platt, Ashley. I mean, musical theater has done them.
1: Quite well he for l-
0: multiple generations. A little
1: bit, yes.
0: Uh, yeah, so it's uh, nice that they're giving back a little bit.
1: Absolutely, and please, all initiatives to build catalogs of new musicals and new plays and new artists and new writers forever. All I want is a constant flow of new work and new voices.
0: Yeah. MCC hasn't had a great track record with musicals, yeah. but uh, with the wrong man running right now, that might change yes. and change fast. All right. And finally, Ashley, on Wednesday, the beacon of journalistic credibility, Us Weekly, <laughs> re- <laughs> they reported <laughs> that shame. the Lady Gaga, yeah, the Lady Gaga has been, quote, offered a role for Universal's decade-long gestating remake of the musical version of Little Shop of Horrors. Clearly... Lady Gaga would be a fantastic Mr. Mushnick. I can't imagine a better... No, I'm just kidding. Of (laughs) course, I'm sure they didn't say it, but of course this is for Audrey. Um, But before any monsters out there get too excited, there have been... I mean, dozens of rumors, even reports in, like, actual legitimate publications, not like Us Weekly, mm-hmm. um, over the years about this movie being made. Sure. I think just in the Today on Broadway era, James and I talked about Joseph Gordon-Levitt doing it, and then we talked about Josh Gad and Rebel Wilson doing it. Huh. So I know that on the heels of A Star is Born, uh, Lady Gaga wants to act more. People want to see her act more, but... I'll believe this one is happening when and if we get some sort of official announcement. And then I might still not (laughs) hold my breath until cameras are actually rolling.
1: I think she could play a wicked Seymour. She probably could. Uh, or,
0: can you imagine her as Oren Scrimel DDS? I could. Like that would be
1: great. I could, and I want to produce it myself. I keep forgetting <laughs> that this movie is happening. Like I blocked it out of my memory that a Little Shop remake was happening until I saw this going around a couple days ago of upcoming remakes. I think because of all the Princess Bride stuff that was happening. I mean, yeah. if it happens, it happens. If she's in it, I think uh, it gives me a little bit of hope in it, if I'm being honest. But I'm not going to hold my breath either. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
0: she's not exactly an Ellen Green type when sure. it comes to vocals. Um, but I think she could probably play that part really deliciously. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, I, think
1: we'll I think it'd be a lot of fun. Yep. And I'm here for it. All right.
0: I'm sure you are. (laughs) All right. That's all we've got for today. Thanks for listening to today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWWMatt.
1: You didn't oh, sorry. Me. Yeah, Ashley,
0: where can people <laughs> find you?
1: You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No, this is Ashley. Clearly, Matt does not care where to find me.
0: Well, I used to not. I I didn't ask James, and then when, we, when you came on, I figured I would just help with the transition, and yeah. then I forgot for a second. Mm, I was yeah. Anyway, I will also help with the transition into Patreon.com/slash/BroadwayRadio. Nice. Nice. Uh, head over there if you feel so compelled to leave us a tip in the tip jar for this high quality product we gave you today. um, We would much appreciate (laughs) it. Alright everybody have a great Thursday and we will be back to talk to you on Friday.